0: Yeah. I would think. But He said that you and your dad were not starting hot or something like that, that y'all were like low in the rankings or something right now. We're not. Our team in general is one one game or one match. But you yeah, you and your dad are a team, right?
1: Well, I mean there's we collectively have a team. There's like ten of us on a team.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was just like you and your dad playing doubles versus a bunch of people.
1: No, so it's like I, there's a team out of Lexington Country Club that has – there's like 12 of us on the team. Okay. And each week there's two, four, six, seven, eight guys have got to play.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, our, our team in general is only won I think, one match this year. Like, of the five courts, we've gone like two and three or – We've only won like one full set of court. Like we've only won three and two one time. Mm. Everything else is either like we got swept tonight, oh and five. It has it has been a tough year for us. I mean, most of the guys that play though. Okay. Are also, forty and over.
2: We are live. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. I think mean, you should move past that. All right. Um we're well, not as the blue not as, not as always, but as of current, we are live from the Beer Bacon Bros Annex, the uh <laughs> the portables or whatever you want to call it. Um uh this got Chris is at, and Adam in here as always. I'm out. This is and our stand up uh pop up studio. Yeah, pop up studio. Uh Chris has currently got his mic on an upside down pie dish because his mic wasn't tall enough for way he was currently sitting.
0: Hey, gotta make do with what you got, baby.
2: Yes, yes, you do. Uh, that's Captain out in the backyard saying hello to somebody yep. aggressively.
0: I don't know if that's a hello, but yeah. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> we're going to talk about college basketball, uh, the Baylor
2: and UConn women's uh, controversy, MLB opening day, men's final four, the NFL season extension, all kinds of goodies. Yeah,
0: there's some there's some exciting stuff on the NFL season extension, so I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. Awesome. Well, and then we've also
2: got some huge news to discuss later on, but we'll get into that a little bit later.
0: Yeah. I like the way he said that. He kind, of, kind of hinted at the why that's going to be involved. But do y'all want to start with the beer? Adam said something about starting with the beer. I mean, sure. yeah, I'm kind of thirsty, okay, to be so, honest. <laughs> yeah. We got two choices. We have a uh, a Kolsch or we have a Porter.
1: Is the Kolsch like the fan favorite?
0: No, the Porter no. is the fan fa- I think it actually might be a Stout. It's one of the two darker beers, but it's a It's a pretty big fan favorite. We got some listeners that really like it. So Okay. Um so let's, if you want to start with that, we can start with that or we can save it later and we can just start with the Colts. So is probably a little bit easier, a little bit. Yeah, longer. let's let's go let's
1: let's hit with the course first. You just and
0: came off getting your ass whooped on the course. I
1: so. didn't get my ass whooped first of all. It was a third set tie break. We had a good match. We just the wheels Wasn't fell off. Wasn't
2: good enough. Correct. The wheels fell off there the last I mean hey, we've all, all been there, games. you know. Sporting events, whatever, have nots, you know, just the endurance just Eventually, is going to run out. You, ju- you just have, like, we just had a couple bad games,
1: a couple points that didn't go out. Especially, our way. I mean, if
2: you're going get somebody else, like, they just may be stronger winded than you are.
1: Yeah. On so. that
2: day, I'm not saying just in general, but just in that day. Ooh, just got a security alert from Google. All right. Break it down, Adam. Tell Google
0: to F off. Okay, or
2: just sit there in silence.
0: We got um, a Col style ale. Where's it from, Aaron? D S dissolver. It's
2: just there's no I. Uh, yeah, I see now why he's confused. It's the it's just it's six well it's six letters and a figure in the middle. It's D S S an alien head. I'm assuming L V
1: R. I'm assuming the last part dissolver. I'm yeah, assuming dissolver presents but, something. Yeah. Thank you for existing, Col style
2: ale.
0: Thank you. That's, for a, that's a thank country, you for
2: that's a existing. country song now. I'm um, glad you exist or something, by Dan and Shay or whatever. I don't know.
0: I always skip it when it pops up. I was gonna say, where did that come from? But so th- the reason it's saying thank you for existing, I think, is because of the alien vibe that this got going on. Yeah, a bunch of green alien faces on it. <clears throat> and, a, and as always,
1: yeah, if- I'm saying dissolver, Bowie out of Asheville, North Carolina. Oh,
0: it's in Asheville. Okay,
1: booed okay. until surreal is what it says on the can.
0: Asheville, the brew capital of the world.
1: And I'm pretty sure there's an Illuminati sign on the back of this. Uh, me see.
2: I'm not 100% <laughs> sure. <laughs> Alex. I Lane. would go and say that's a, Luma, that's, some, that's a form of the Illuminati. That's like they're like Illuminati point two or something. Alex like that. very quickly was like, "I'll confirm that for you."
0: Hold on one second. <laughs> it's,
1: it's <laughs> that the is tri- definitely
0: an. A,
2: a
1: it's new, like uh, the triangle yeah. with the eye in the middle of it. Yeah. The, the Eyes and eye. alien head. The,
0: the all-seeing eye. Blah, yeah. blah, blah blah. So was that national treasure? Is that the movie that it came from? The all-seeing eye when they filled. I mean, it's it's,
2: it's been around before that, but that's what that's what most people heard about it is yeah, the national treasure. But,
0: yeah. But yeah, you
1: I'm, gonna, I'm just off. gonna call this dissolver buoy. Okay. Like I said, no, there is no eye in the first part of it. So, all right, go ahead and crack that bad boy open.
0: So. I think it's official, right? Isn't Asheville officially the craft brewery be capital of the world? It's got to be close. If it's not, because I swear they have like eighty-six breweries in like ten miles in that place.
1: I mean, that's. I mean, I'm assuming we could Google that.
0: If not, it's got to be like the blue capital of I'll, the United I'll, States, I'll right? Look it up.
1: I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Well, like buoys per capita. Is that what you like, yeah. like? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, now. I would say per per capita, so that way it's kind of fair. Like they calculate all the other stuff per capita, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, this it, if not there's hmm. probably somewhere in like California. Oh, wow.
0: Okay, that's a shock. I'm sorry, not somewhere in California. The state of California. So it it actually was Asheville, North Carolina. Anybody want to take? It was like it's no longer. It was. It's number two now. I want to take a shot at who they think. And it's only been beat by literally one brewery. Like one brewery per capita. Uh you're, Nevada. You're probably not going to guess it. Is it in the United States? It, yeah, this is the United States. This is okay, the list of the United States.
2: North Dakota.
0: No.
1: Um somewhere It's in the northeast. I would say like Rhode Island.
0: Close.
2: It's going to be some small state, Vermont, Delaware. And, no. Connecticut. No. New Hampshire. No. Maine? Maine
0: Portland Maine
1: <laughs> Portland <laughs> freaking Maine Well we've done a we've done a beer from Maine, haven't we?
0: I'm pretty sure I have, sure. Yeah, I have I think, no I idea. We have.
1: I'm I pretty think, sure. I'm like 90% sure we've actually
0: done a a, a beer that uh, was brewed somewhere in Maine. Yeah, I think we have. We're looking at Portland Maine, Asheville uh, North Carolina, Bend Oregon, Boulder Colorado, Kalamazoo Michigan, Vista California, Greenville South Carolina. I'm not surprised. Seventh.
1: I'm not surprised by that. Greenville's yeah. Got a lot of them that popped up
0: here. They recently. do. I did not think Greenville was going to be the one there, and then Charleston, South Carolina, is actually 16th on the list.
1: So there we go.
0: Yeah, How about that? So all right. So do
1: I? Right, are we gonna? We're we gonna try and put this on the same level as the Kolsch from Riverette as far
0: as yeah. For me, I mean, Col- flavor wise, colch. Uh, Coast Brewing in Charleston actually has another good Kolsch as well, but. For me, it's going to have to be yeah. I mean, it's going to be on the same probably. My expectations for it is going to be the same as the Colts from from River Rat. Okay. So that's why
1: I'm assuming that's what we were kind of because well, I'm assuming we've all had that
0: at River Rat at least once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip my cap to River Rat too much because they are kind of that like production brewery for for us here in Columbia, but. Their culture is really, really good. Like, yeah. it, it is, it is that is, is really like silly. the their beer. I think they're the go to. Well, I'm they, top they, seller, they Astronaut say. Sauce, the Red Ale. Uh, I'd say it's, it's
1: probably still their tops. I would think their top seller. I don't think the
0: Colch is, but I, I, would, I don't know. I see
1: a lot of rainbow cans. Around.
0: I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I think that, I think that Broad River Red is actually probably their number one seller. But, um, but for me, I think the Colch is the best beer that they have to offer. Chicago, Illinois is, is like, it's not official. But it's regarded as the brewery capital of the U.S. because it has 167 breweries in the city, limit? In, like in the city limits of Chicago. It says city and suburbs. Okay,
1: so like, I guess could would you count? But it doesn't like meet. Count, it doesn't like like meet the it county doesn't meet, of, like, It doesn't meet the per capita. That's, so, but would that be like the county in which Chicago's in? Well, like when you say suburbs, like I I
0: count Lexington as part of the
1: suburbs of Columbia,
0: yeah, and I guess what I mean what like you West count? Colum- Rich, Richland county is technically but, downtown Columbia, yeah, like
1: richland, but then so is the other side like over there by two notch and all that like that's suburbs of Columbia like once you get West Columbia Casey, all that suburbs, I would say that's what I'm saying. I wonder what they how far they go is encompassing suburbs of Chicago. Cuz if if they count the whole county then I mean that would probably be a, a decent sized county. Yeah. All right, so what do we got? Well, you took the first sip. It's I mean, I I think it's right there with at, maybe a little bit less, but it's it's nothing overpowering. It's not going to I mean, it's just a real light, drinkable beer. Okay. I mean, it's a What'd you say was the alcohol content on it? It is a Four point eight. So, oh, I mean...
0: That's pretty swell. I mean, that's swell. That's a little bit, you know, more than... That's what domestic, I'm saying. Like, If you're not.
1: looking for a classier Bud Light
0: or a Miller Light, this is it. Yeah.
1: This is okay. kind of what you're looking like. Okay. So, I mean, it's got a little more flavor than, you know, your traditional domestic beer. But it's not overpowering by no
0: means. Coming from a domestic, literally drinking Miller Light currently <laughs> is mine. You know, during, during talks drink to that, I mean... That's why I love craft beer. That's just so much better. <laughs> but uh, but it'd be like,
1: like. but do you agree It's got a little though? sweetness to it, it actually. It, it, it's a dress, it's a dressed up middle of the light
0: with it, a little something. It is. I mean, you know, for, for those you know, ladies. It's like the heart with the little alien eye.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure Big Brother's in that can somewhere. Big, brother. Big Brother's in here. <laughs> They're watching us through the can. Yeah. For
0: those ladies that are, you know, that ever <laughs> listen and, and like, I, my, my boyfriend doesn't drink craft beer because he drinks natural light.
2: Hey, be- I mean, um, women don't drink craft beer either. Sometimes it's a men and women thing.
0: Yeah, but I, I honestly don't see very many women just drinking Bud Light over and not drinking any craft beer. There, there are some guys that have that like stickler about them. That oh, I only drink. Yeah, I only drink yeah. domestic. Yeah, and if I had if I had this beer in my cooler,
2: I would inadvertently pound like. I'm tired of If those. I was in a drink, <laughs> if I was in a drinking <laughs> mood, this yeah, I would easy roll go through down those. Easy. Yeah, those are those going that goes down really smooth. Doesn't have a bitter taste or a tart taste or anything. I mean, it literally is just very normal.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, this is like... If 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 you took a Bud Light and threw a three piece suit on it and said you're going somewhere, that's it. Yeah, I like, yeah. And the, I, I like, like
2: that analogy. So this <laughs> is a dressed up Bud Light.
1: Right. I mean Miller Light, but like whatever you want to compare. For the people it to. that go to
2: breweries and like for the first time, like what what's the closest to like a normal beer? This this would be the one I would recommend. Like, yeah, if you if
1: you're in the Asheville area and you're at this boo and you're like, oh, I I don't know what to get, and you drink beer on a regular basis, this is a very good one to have.
2: Um, <laughs> Do you feel better? If, and if you're, <laughs> oh, we're not going to acknowledge that, I don't know who did that. If you
1: if you're in the Columbia area and you know same kind of thing like we were saying, we with their kosh. very very similar. I think you know, little easy drinkable beer. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go like seven one, just enough. If I was there, I'm gonna drink oh, at yeah. least one of these. I was gonna say this is like a seven seven three.
0: Yeah, that's actually. I feel bad now. I'm actually going to rate this higher, I think. I need to take one more step before I say this.
1: I mean, it's like I said, it's it's a solid beer though. It would it would be something if I'm there I would get in a heartbeat.
0: I think it's a seven seven, actually. Like it's it might actually be the first thing that I would probably lead with here. By the way, I'm just getting the cue on why you're saying that because it literally has no vowels in it. Like
1: they like, like the well, the vowel is the alien. Is head. the alien
0: head? Yeah, yeah. Is, though. Yeah. Now but
1: I, I mean, if you look on the like, even on the side of the can where they actually spell it out, they put a triangle in there.
0: Yeah, but no vowels. No. Yeah. Well, they put an O. Okay. That's So, what so, right so I
1: mean, it's like they tried to. I don't know. Is the, is the D silent here? And it's just all solve, solver boo. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't know. It's weird, man. I, I like it though. I mean, I, I definitely. I definitely would be leading towards starting off with this at this brewery. Yeah, if you if you didn't know what to get offhand, or if, I kind of actually want to figure out where the heck this brewery is in Asheville because I mean we've been to Asheville a lot. It's got to be off the beaten path, um, a little bit. But yeah, it has. Because I mean, we but, should we should have
2: run across it by now.
1: But I guess when you go to Asheville, though, you're thinking what Sierra Nevada, Fat
0: Tire. Yeah, I mean, there's.
2: I mean, you, you, hit,
1: Nashville
0: is pretty spread out too. It's not like it's just going to.
1: So, I mean, you're looking at hitting your major breweries. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. It's just up the road from Wicked Wheat. You know, we've, we've been to, you and I at least have been to Wicked Wheat and, uh, Baharmi, or I can't ever figure out how to say it, but the B H R A M. We've been to both those breweries. We didn't go last time when we went COVID, but the year, but the time before that, we went to both those breweries. Is it
2: Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bohemian. So,
0: um, but, like, you know, Green Man and... We're going to get hit with, like, a copyright office of saying that. Boating Man? Twin Leaf, the <laughs> <Functorio. laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, Burning Man, whatever. Yeah, it's actually... I mean, it's right up the main kind of brewery patch. So, we might have, to, <laughs> might have to slide over there and check this out next time. It's it's basically three blocks from that pizza place we ate. Gotcha. So, um... But, yeah, solid beer all
1: around, though. Good, good, good starter. Quality beer. Yeah, good I'd starter beer.
2: It. I'd highly recommend it. Um... <laughs> not not should, a bad. go ahead Let's say should we move to the this baylor yukon controversy oh yeah to, i, say oh, to, I to, saw the baylor coaches getting fired up over okay things, so no
1: i have no clue what happened so to those who may or may not be following the march madness of course you have both the men and women's tournaments going on and last night in the this was to go to the final four you had number one seed yukon meet Two seed Baylor, I think Baylor. Yeah, I think yeah, Baylor, Baylor was a two seed. Yeah. yeah, two seed Baylor, and both these pro, like Baylor very well could have been a one seed. You know, on any given other year, you know, just just the way they play, they played good ball. I think they've lost two games all year. UConn maybe what one or two as well. I think UConn's lost one. Yeah, so I mean these teams are very well matched. Baylor's been hot. You know, solid team all year round. Um, unfortunately I didn't get to watch the game. It was a game. I planned on watching, but I had softball last night. So we, I, I called my dad on the way home to talk about a, the games that were the men's games. And then he told me about the Yukon game. And I was like, no, I hadn't seen anything yet. And he's like, well, when you get home, I was like, I know it's gotta be on Twitter. So I looked it up. Well, LeBron James was the f- like the first thing I typed in was Baylor versus UConn, and Le- LeBron James's tweet was the first thing that
0: popped up. Oh, please tell me LeBron was the one that was saying it wasn't a foul. Oh no, he was like, "That's a foul!" Come on. Okay, all right. Because yeah, LeBron no, he- James is the king of crying for fouls in the in the men's. Area. No,
1: no. So he he agreed that it was a foul, and I was like, "Well, I hadn't seen the video, I hadn't seen pictures of it yet." And Dad was like, "Yeah, they ended up winning." So UConn ended up winning by two, and Baylor had the had the ball driving with like eight seconds left in the game. This foul occurs or this no foul occurs with like two point something seconds left and they end up having to foul UConn. UConn goes to the line, makes one of two free throws. They end up winning by two because it left them with like a second or less on the clock after the foul. Yep. So, Either way, the girl goes up and gets hacked by both of the UConn bigs that were down on the block, like has an elbow in her mouth, like all arms getting draped across her forearms as she's trying to shoot, and the refs swallow the whistle. That would have sent Baylor to the line with a chance to either tie the game or take the lead by one point Yep, with less than five seconds to play
0: and they didn't call a foul. It was bad. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, with the women's tournament, a lot of people have really complained about the officiating in the women's tournament. And um, and it's really like more so just dumb, blatant miss calls. Not, not essentially like, oh, they're calling more fouls than the men's tournament, or oh, they're calling less fouls than the men's tournament. I think it's more so just like, the yeah. quality of the officiating is really not there, especially on such a bright stage for yeah. the women's like, baseball. This was, this was like a
1: prime time game for the women's tournament. And to, I mean, I understand referees not wanting to be the outcome of a game, but there's no excuse why that should not have been called.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, I mean yeah, you don't
1: want to be the outcome of the game, but
2: you're going to be a, the outcome of the game a, if you don't make a call. That's blatantly a, obvious. Yeah.
1: Say when it, it's, it's just as bad as the Rams Saints pass interference
0: call that was never called. That's like that's the equivalent. I would put it on. Maybe we jinxed them. Maybe because we ran a poll question about the worst officiating call of all time, we literally got done with it on Tuesday, and then this game comes around.
1: Maybe, Maybe. we jinxed it.
0: <laughs> but
1: I, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Baylor. But yeah, I mean, this was yeah. This has now got to make the
0: list somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. It's definitely on there, and I, I think Adam hit the nail on the head. Like it, it's really, really sucks because this was a really, really tight game. A lot of people watched. A lot of like major people were really bought in on it. I mean, this was this was this was the game of the turn. Like, not essentially, that there hasn't been other great games in the women's tournament. There have been really great games in the women's tournament, but the hype around yeah, this was a
1: very a very key matchup. Like, yeah, like. I mean this is just as big as like a Yukon versus South Carolina yes. or uh, the other year when it was South Carolina versus Mississippi State when it was a one-on-one you know, these th- that had these teams have been in the top 3 all year if not top yeah, yeah. Baylor's
0: probably Baylor, been in the Baylor Baylor's actually number 5 like if if you're looking at it and saying like South Carolina um Yukon Stanford and I can't remember who the other four. I mean, NC the,
1: State I think was the other one. NC State seed.
0: was the other one seed. Like those are your those, top four
1: seeds, and then Baylor was at five.
0: Baylor was five. Yeah,
1: like Baylor could have been, like I said, could have been a number one seed, depending on how votes went or however yeah. they decide it.
0: Yeah, so that's that's why there was such hype around it, and it, it led it lived up to it, and you just hate to see that game in that way.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and especially like I said when. I understand if you were kind of iffy and you were hesitant to call a call, but when it was as blatant as this was, there's no reason that the
0: left should have swallowed the the whistle and not made this call. Yeah. So big, I mean, big stuff for the women's tournament. You got UConn in the final four. You got South Carolina in the final four, and you have number three seed Arizona making the final four for the first time ever in the girls' program. So. So um, is the Carolina game finally? Yeah, yeah, finally? yeah. we almost doubled them up. <laughs> yeah, it was over a
2: long time ago. We were ago. six points away from doubling them up. Texas didn't score. Basically. The entire, no, fourth
1: quarter. they they didn't score in the fourth quarter. That's just bad. Because it was it was 55-34, I think, going
2: into the fourth. And so we only put up seven more in the fourth then.
0: Yeah, the, no, we put up ten. And they put up put a, zero. Yeah, they put up zero in the fourth.
2: So we were playing just conservative and just I guess we're playing more defense and just step well, stopped them. I mean, yeah,
0: that's
1: uh, L. A. The girl that they were. um, I was listening to it on the way over here, and they were saying she had picked up like three quick fouls in the first half. Came out there at the end of the third and start of the fourth. Had like three, three blocks. A couple like ended up with like four or five points
0: there on in that. Stretch. You're talking about Amir for South Carolina? I don't know. They call it LA. Yeah. You're talking about the South Carolina girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amir. Who's the she's the Wait. she's the third Ford with Boston and Saxton, which are both like 6'5 and 6'4. Yeah. And then um, uh I think it's Amir. A-M-I-H-E-R-E. I think but, that's
1: how I think that's how they were saying, but yeah.
0: But she's like six two too. So she's she's another But yeah, she
1: got like a couple blocks, a couple big defensive plays there in that.
0: From the end of the third through the fourth. And how many points did she end up with on the night? She had nine blocks, 10 points, and eight rebounds. Nine blocks. Yeah, she had like five of them. <laughs> she had five of them and it between the end of the third and I guess throughout the fourth quarter. She had quarter. Four, per, four personal fouls. So, yeah, big, big night for South Carolina. I mean, you look at the like, if you're a South Carolina fan or you're a Texas fan, you have to look at it and say this game really came down to size. I mean, South Carolina is just one of the biggest women's basketball teams in the country with three people that are six four and better. Um, you know, Brad uh Beal, which is technically I mean, I would she's playing basically like in a men's version, she's playing the small forward and she's six one. I mean,
1: I saying this she is had, she
0: had eight rebounds too.
1: This is also the same well, the Texas coach now
0: is also the same Big Sch-
1: is also the same coach though who led the Mississippi State yes. team that they beat in 2017.
0: Vic Schaefer literally left Mississippi State so that he didn't have to face Don Staley.
2: And, and the, then just got smoked the in the elite guy.
0: A. And the poor guy of course goes to Texas, one of the most premier pro, you know, one of the most premier schools across the entire country somewhere that hasn't had a good women's basketball program. They're trying to build it up. They went and got the guy that was, you know, Hot, hot. Top, he pop, obviously top turns it around
2: pretty quickly, very, takes very him to quickly. a lead eight,
0: and then gets smoked by the team
2: he just was tired of facing all the time. <laughs> he was tired of facing
0: this guy. I mean, the guy literally was... So you you think about it, the guy was—he probably saw the bracket
2: come out and he was like, "Son of a bitch!"
0: <laughs> well, not just that. I mean, he's you know, like, "How did I wind up on this side again?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guy was 0 for four against South Carolina four years ago. They they lost twice in the regular season to South Carolina in the SEC tournament. They lost the SEC championship game to South Carolina, and then they lost the national championship game to South Carolina. He, I mean. Don the Staley guy, the guy can't his be Don Staley. Year.
1: I mean, it's just, it is what it is. The guy Don can't Staley be. had his number that year yeah. in
0: 2017. Don Staley is treating him the way Gino Auriemma has treated Don Staley. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she goes and, like, talks shit to him. Like, oh, sorry to
2: do it again, Vic. <laughs> exactly.
0: And then walks away. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, obviously a little hometown Hey, so, Man, bias. I'm getting tired
2: of telling you better look next time. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, a little hometown bias, but obviously, we're really excited about South Carolina making, making another final four, four. Again. Yeah. Third third in school history. So, um, third in five years, too. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. We would have we made it last year, too,
1: but, you know, was it 15, 17? And yeah, this year. So, I guess six years, technically. No,
0: it was four years ago we won the national championship. So, it was, we won it in 17, is when we won the Natty. Okay. We lost in 2016. So, it's 2016, 2017. Well, we yeah. made
1: the final four in 15 as well. I was no, at it. I'll okay. say there's
0: no way that math doesn't
2: add up.
1: We made we made the final four in 15. I don't remember what I think. Yeah, I think you
2: you're right. We lost it in 16. One Don Staley accounts for over 30 percent of the school's all time wins in women's basketball. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> she owns a third of that. You think we'll all put her in the South Carolina Hall of Fame? Guaranteed. Yeah, you
0: can pretty much guarantee that. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. It was 2015, 2017, 2021 are the final fours. Yeah. 2017 was the national championship. We made the elite eight. In 2002, which we didn't, which was not with Don Staley, but she's made four of the other five of the rest. Four out of the five elite aides have been with Don Staley. So, yep, yeah, you could pretty much count that she's a Hall In, of Fame. oh yeah, she's going to the South Carolina Hall of Fame. I would, I would like to fully believe that there is nothing Don Staley can do that will get her out of South Carolina.
1: I, Besides that, committing like actual crimes, I yeah. say unless there's you know certain allegations that come out of yeah. her, like hazing players or something like that yeah
0: yeah i mean i just think i would like to think that there's basically nothing like there's nothing so, job wise that would ever get like she could just go the next three years with not making it past the second round of the tournament and, and she'll be fine. fine yeah do you i mean at this point though do you think she could go out and be like hey
1: i want to be the highest paid and we pay her i mean she's <coughs> one of the top five already. That's what, no that's what i'm saying but do so, you think
2: is um if we if she came to South Carolina and was like, listen, pay me more, I'm leaving. We'd be like, what do you need? Yeah, I mean, I th- and that's what well, I'm saying. Do you think, think Ray that,
1: Tana
0: would be like, hey, what do you want? Well, I think Ray would give in and say, okay, let's make you top three because you have won a national championship. So you, who, were, is, you were the favorite to win last year. Is Gino? Is Gino top? I women's? don't think Gino is. Uh, the no, I don't even anymore. think he's in the top five. No, I th- I know he's in the top five, but I don't think he's the top. I don't think he's the top one anymore. Because I, I
1: would assume that he either was or is top three. I
0: would, it, you would assume, because he hasn't. I want to say he hasn't. Um, well, he wanted. He didn't win an actual championship last year. I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Who, who is the top paid?
1: But it, e- either way, I mean, if she was like, "Hey, this is what." Gino's making. Can you match it?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: if if she... if, if he was number three and he's like, and she was like, "Hey, I want to make as much as he is, or a little bit more." Can you match it? I I, I don't think Ray would hesitate. Be like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll make it
2: work." Yeah, I agree. I think, I I think he, Rain would know he'd get fired if he didn't do what he needed to. To oh, the fans would be. I
1: wait. The the South Carolina basketball community would be irate if you saw Don Staley walk because they couldn't agree on a contract number. Yeah, yeah exactly. that would be
0: really really bad. If she, yeah, if for
1: whatever reason she was asking for say five, and we're like, sorry, the best we knew is three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: why I, is it so hard to look up the highest paid women's basketball college women's basketball coaches? I don't know. Ask Google. That's what I'm saying. Like, why why is this hard right now? I don't understand this.
1: But I guess now to switch gears to the other side of the tournament, the men's tournament. What how do y'all think it's been played out so far?
0: I I gotta say it's been awesome, but I know there's some people out there that like I've enjoyed all the craziness.
1: Probably, probably actually hate it, but there's been some favorites that I thought have A lost out a lot sooner than they intended. But there's also a lot of teams I think have made it a lot farther than I ever thought. I think it would. really
2: does have to do with like I think we've talked about before. I can't remember if we did it <clears throat> on the show or not. How this year there's teams that you couldn't really get an accurate seating on because of the way this COVID schedules came out. Yeah, playing just so you in have teams that are stuff. like you know put eleven and twelve who could truly be almost a seven and eight. You know, like there's just there's misseating. I I feel like that has gone on that's fed into this, but I also feel like it's just a crazy year in general. Just upsets were bound to happen. Um, Teams haven't been playing like they normally do, so they're just not fully prepared as they would be for the tournament. I say, I think uh, the last –
1: who did – oh, the UCLA-Bama game the other night. Did anybody watch that
2: one? I didn't, but I've seen the highlights and stuff.
0: I got to watch part of it, and I thought it was – Pretty awesome, to be honest with you.
2: All right, great game to watch. Yeah, Bama hitting the last-second shot, descended to overtime. Alabama blew it in regulation.
0: Yeah, I I mean, that was what I was going to get at. Is like Bama
1: blew their chance of winning that game in regulation. The guy was at the free throw line, could have gone up by one. All he had to do was hit two free throws. Bama ended up shooting, I think, for the night. 11 out of 25 from the free throw line, something like that. I mean, shot forty percent from the line. You know, cost those those missed eleven shots cost them the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's just it's kind of like watching the game. Rutgers got knocked out of. Um, I can't remember who they were playing. Houston. Um, or C- yeah, yeah,
0: Houston. Because they get yeah. Rutgers got Rutgers beat Clemson and they got knocked out by by Houston. That
2: Rutgers was up with like four to three minutes left, but like 10 or 12 and they started to play where they were going to burn out as much as the shot clock as they could before they yeah. shot, which I get that if you're in less than like two minutes left to play, but that's such early in the game. Like not, well, it's not really early in the game, but it's too early to start playing conservative because you've put yourself in an awkward situation to where if you miss that shot, you're you basically you either have to hit the you either have to get the rim or get the like and get the rebound or just like immediately throw it right back up for a layup. Yeah. And it's just you end up screwing yourself because you have to change the way your offense is playing. And it's just so conservative where if you do miss those shots and the other team gets the ball back, they can go down there and just slowly rack up points and cut away the lead. And they did it way too early. And they were just they they played themselves out of that game. Yeah. And it was so frustrating to watch. So frustrating.
1: But yeah, I mean, Alabama, like I said, cost themselves by not being able to hit free throws. And they've been a, I think, on the season, like a 75 plus percent free throw shooting team. And I mean, you had guys at the line who were shooting, like, on average, they're like, oh, this guy's an 80% free throw shooter on the year. Missed two of them in a row. Like, they just couldn't, they just couldn't hit their shots from the line. And I think that's, it. And- that was
2: like, they should have highlighted during the Baylor UConn women's game, though. I think the last time they them two met like this late in the tournament, I believe UConn lost because the girl missed the game winning the game tying free throw, and the Baylor ended up winning by one. But yeah, and so I mean that's essentially that's what what
1: happened with with Alabama because then he, they he missed the free throws, they had to immediately foul. They went down, made both of them, went up by three, and then that's when he hit the thirty two foot three pointer to, <laughs> to send it t- into overtime in overtime. Yeah. And then they end up losing in overtime. Yeah, lost yeah, big. They got
0: crushed in overtime actually.
1: I say but yeah, they they scored what, three points, four points in overtime?
0: Yeah, they like that. ended up getting beaten by ten for the game and there's only five minutes in overtime. Games
2: like that are so fun to watch when you're not really a fan of either side. But when it's your team out there, man, it's just like a oh, it's a so, heart attack. So problem. you stroke out. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean
1: huge for UCLA. Good win they've They've been. Pr- Come on now, <laughs> hey Adam.
2: Adam
0: your phone <laughs> My off. phone
1: is just playing just random videos <laughs> right now. I they, don't know uh, why. Yeah, big big time win though for UCLA. I think they've been playing some really good ball.
0: Yeah, I mean it's exciting for them. I, I mean I don't I don't know how much they're gonna have tonight versus Michigan, but um, it's ex- I mean it's exciting for them because I think they're the they now have the longest run of any playing game. As, in tournament history,
1: which is which is odd because usually you see UCLA
0: as a top as, seed anyway. as
1: as as a, a seeded team, not a yeah. play in game. Yeah, and same thing with Michigan State though. I mean, you typically see Michigan State in in the tournament as a as a seeded team and not a play in game.
0: Yeah, someone made a someone made a comment last weekend before all these games when you had the uh, you know the Sweet Sixteen and then Elite Eight games, and they said this is the point where you'll start to see the higher seed teams start winning because you had all those kind of, you know, those, we had all these kind of upsets and you like, you look, if you look back at Saturday, the first round of the tournament, by the way, our fans, we love y'all. You were absolutely terrible this weekend on your picks. There was there. I mean, it was, it was a little, it was a little 50, 50 on the Baylor and the old Roberts Syracuse was an upset. They were calling and they called Loyal Chicago. It was both Syracuse and Loyal Chicago were like 70% favorites from our fan base. All of those teams lost. They, they, they did get the Baylor and the Arkansas thing right because they did basically like a 55-45 on those games. But, I mean, they were like 71% Loyal Chicago. Wrong. Like 70% Syracuse. Wrong. So, um, which was right. I mean, or- Oregon State was technically an upset, but you saw, like on Saturday, you saw number one seed Baylor beat five seed Villanova. You saw three seed Arkansas beat 15 seed Oral Roberts. And you saw two-seed Houston beat 11-seed Syracuse. You flip over to Sunday. You got one-seed Gonzaga blows out Creighton. One-seed Michigan blows out, four-seed Florida State. You did get the upset with UCLA over Bama, which nobody thought was going to happen.
1: Yeah, like I said, because I had... So in my brackets, I was only paying attention, so I made three total. Yeah, I know. And so I've been paying attention to like my top two because those were the ones that were in contention this whole time. And I was like, all right, I need... Ideally, I was thinking, all right, if Michigan loses, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, even though I have them moving on, I'm okay with that because I was like, Chris has them a good ways. Keith had them winning it all in his bracket that was in contention. Yeah. But I was like, so if Michigan lost this weekend, it wouldn't be terrible. I'm like, but I need Alabama. I was like, I need Alabama to move on and then play Michigan because then that gave me like five teams in the Elite Eight playing for the Final Four. Yeah. And then. Come to realize that the third bracket that me and dad made is Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Houston all in the final four. And now I have Houston and Baylor in the final four sitting with Michigan and Gonzaga, Gonzaga waiting to play tonight.
0: Yeah, well, Gonzaga's going to the final four. They're done. I mean, they're not done-dumb, but they're up 20 points with 12 seconds left. So, they're done. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, that, game, that game's <laughs> over. So, yeah, so um, all of
1: a sudden, you know, the bracket that – what was looking the least promising now all of a sudden is the front runner in our. Yeah. If you get racket. all,
0: f- get all four of them. Right. The fact that you like, the reason I basically have blown away is because a lot of people had Houston and Arkansas and Bama getting as deep as they did. Yep. And that, and all, all three of them getting to the elite eight. And then, um, obviously Houston getting to the final four is kind of what threw me off of it. But, I mean, that was kind of my point was that this weekend really became exactly what people were talking about, where the higher seeds started finally started winning these games and, that, and getting they, the upset yeah. people. So, you know, you have – I mean, granted, you know, you have UCLA who's in it, but, I mean, now you have – in your, in the final four, you have one seed Baylor, two seed Houston, one seed Gonzaga. Yeah. So And you have a chance for one seed Michigan. So, ended up three of the four one seeds getting to the final four.
1: But, and so, you know, and then ideally, I guess, if I look – to the championship game, past Final Four weekend,
0: I'm looking Gonzaga Baylor. Yeah, well, as a, I, as a, yeah, I mean, I, th- I I tell you right now, championship I, matchup. I think the I think the Michigan, if Michigan advances, I think the Michigan Gonzaga game will be the best game of the tournament. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I got this weird feeling, and I don't know who you got or who everybody else got, but I think Baylor is gonna absolutely smoke Houston. Bay- because- Baylor, his. That is
1: a top – I mean, not only are they a good scoring team, but that is a very tough
0: defense. Yeah.
1: I mean The Davion Mitchell kid that they have that plays guard for him. top-tier defender. But so is um, Giannu, or however you say his name, that, that plays for Houston. I think plays the two for Houston.
0: I, I don't remember. How to, I Don't look at me for English. I don't yeah. know some people's names.
1: <laughs> well, it's – either way, it's like J-E-A – in you or something like either way, but yeah. he's also another great defender, like off ball defender. So I if those two match up as far as having to go against each other, yeah. I think that's gonna be a very, very good um defensive standoff between those
0: two guys. Yeah. I know people don't take seating that serious. Like, you know, obviously people get upset, you know, there's always a 125. You know, lately the last couple of years there's been a four a fourteen three, you know, that's an upset But Houston has literally not faced a single digit seed yet this tournament through four games. Like that's that's why I don't feel like Houston has been challenged. I think Baylor is gonna be the one that brings it to them. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I can see that. I mean, Cleveland State at fifteen, Rutgers at ten, Syracuse at eleven, now Oregon State at twelve. I mean, that's that's just that's just not it for me. So yeah, obviously, you know, we'll continue to put up our, our final four predictions, looking forward to it this weekend and uh and, you know, we'll see if the fan base can can bounce back after a tough weekend of of predictions. All right. So I'm going to throw this back towards kind of
1: towards our childhood. All right. Oh, yeah. In the fact that Chunky Boys Unite right here. Chunky Boy Nation, big Little Debbie fans. All right. I got I got nine Little Debbie Snack, Little Debbie Snacks. You got a two. Yeah. You got Twinkies, Swiss Rolls, Cosmic Brownies, Oatmeal Queen Pies. Zebra cakes, Star Crunch, uh Ding dongs, honey buns, and Nutter butters. Of those nine, you can
0: only keep three. What's your go to? What's your go to three? I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise people with this. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you two answer this question first. All right. Alex, you wanna start with it? Let me see the
2: So it's gonna be the oatmeal cream pies. The Star Crunch, and then the Swish Rolls. Ooh. I All s-
0: right, so he said Oatmeal cream. So he said four, two, and six. And six? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: mm. This is tough. Two and three, which is the Swish Rolls and Cosmic Brownies. The fantastic snacks.
2: Great grab Dude, and go. Cosmic Brownies have gotten shittier tasting the older we've gotten.
0: I'll agree with that. But I'll say this. I feel like cosmic brownies are really cutting back on the sprinkles. I don't feel like I ever get as many sprinkles on my cosmic oh, brownies. Oh no, anymore. you gotta
1: go you gotta go get the big pack,
0: whatever they call it, the big pack from like Walmart. Is it like a bigger version of a cosmic brownie yeah. or just a bigger pack? It's a little bigger version. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: But yeah, there's a few more, but yeah, they're just a little bit bigger as well. And okay. I think they give you a few more sprinkles on them. Okay. So right. switch walls, cosmic brownies, and between there's a tie between oatmeal, cream pie, star crunch and honey buns. Like eat either one. You got to
0: pick one. I know. I mean, you can't just go, Hey, I like these two. And then I like these other three. So I'm taking five of the nine. Um, I'm going star crunch. Okay. I do. I I do like the rice krispies and the caramel chocolate. I don't eat any of these outside of the brownies. And I used to eat oatmeal cream pies a lot. Really. I ate more of the raisin pies, whatever those were. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. but I mean, really the cosmic brownies are the only ones out of the, I'm not a huge chocolate fan and a lot of these involve chocolate. So I guess the zebra cakes are the, I mean, essentially the same thing as when the Christmas tree cakes come out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will eat a box of Christmas tree cakes in one night. Like when those things come out during the holiday season, you better watch out. I'll, yeah. I'll but yeah, it. the zebra cakes, the year round one. Yeah. And that's I'm the just, one I beat Jacob in face with at lunch. <sighs> yeah. I remember that. Um, was never a fan of the Star Crunch. Never a fan of the Twinkie or the Swiss Rolls or the the uh, Cinnabons or whatever this is in the, the honey bottom buns. Or, Yeah, whatever this is in the bottom left. The Ding Dongs? Yeah, the Ding Dongs. Um, Which is just a Chocolate cupcake with cream filling. Yeah, basically. Um, so for I mean, for me, I would do the cosmic brownies and the oatmeal cream pies. I guess I'd keep whatever this is in the bottom right because I remember eating some of those the Nutter too. butters. Yeah, Nutter butters. It's uh, it was kind of like a wafer cracker with, with peanut butter in the middle, of it, right? Yeah, or like a little thin layer of peanut
1: butter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll I keep, just I'll I keep wouldn't those have, three. I wouldn't but, never. I wouldn't really that big of a fan of those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just. See, no, this is not hard to me. Like, if you hand me one of the ones where it's like, "Hey, you only get to keep one Taco Bell, Chick fil A, and Zach like, Zaxby's or something, or Moe's or like one of those." Like, yeah, that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard on the big guy over here. Uh, I see. I but, thought.
1: I say. I thought you because I always felt like your house growing up always. My had, house had shit all the time for everybody. I, I feel like there was always switch rolls in the cabinet
0: because
1: I put. Didn't Austin enjoy Swiss rolls a lot?
0: I think Austin liked them, but I think Garrett ate more of them than anything else.
1: 'Cause I feel like there was
0: always a box because I'm pretty sure
1: I could go to their house now and I was I'm pretty sure there was a box of switch rolls in the cabinet.
0: Yeah. I mean I I I again the house was really more just built for all the seventeen children that were there every single day. So there Throughout was like, the somewhere. I never ate Doritos, but we always had Doritos in the house because somebody was eating the cool ranch and the Nacho Doritos at
1: something. Oh I see. Like I said, I think Austin may have had a little more influence on the Little Debbie snacks than I'm thinking. But, yeah, because I always felt like there was always a box of some some sort of, of those nine, five of them were always in the house. Between yeah. the Oatmeal Cream Pies, um, Swiss Rolls, Cosmic Brownies every now and then. But, yeah, I mean, if you went to our house, like if we went and bought Little Debbie's, it was always Star Crunches and... Swiss
0: rolls and cosmic brownies is what we always had. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad. I'm a hefty man, but it's not really from the sweets. Like I don't, I like don't, good, you like good quality foods, not the snacky foods. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big cake guy, not a big cupcake guy. So uh, did, not.
1: So are you a big sweets fan in general or not really?
0: I mean, I like. I love. We talked about this earlier. I love red velvet cheesecake. Alex makes an excellent one. Um, I, honestly, the same level as Cheesecake Factory. So, um, uh, I'll eat, like, I like caramel, so, I mean, like, I'll eat a caramel milkshake or, like, a butterscotch milkshake. Somewhere. But you either have, like, um... A bacon cheeseburger. It- <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, but that's, you,
0: that's where I get myself in trouble.
1: But if you, if you had to have a dessert, you either have, like, an like, ice cream or... Like a pie or a
0: cheesecake versus, yeah. I mean, versus now, like a traditional cake. I'll or, say this I get myself in trouble when it comes to around to Thanksgiving and Christmas and we have like a family apple pie. I'm yeah. a strong apple pie with ice cream guy. I love like, mode. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of me. Not really much of a a pie guy outside of that. Okay. So, See, because I like, like I made a pumpkin pie this year for nah. Thanksgiving.
1: Like, love pumpkin pie at that time of year, love an apple pie. Peach cobblers are good. Actually, I, yeah, you, know, like you know,
0: blueberry peach cobbler, I could do one of those, but usually also has ice cream on top of it. But so if you, again, so if you had to pick a dessert though, what,
1: what do you think your go to dessert would be? I mean, I'd probably like, just
0: eat like a probably milkshake. I'll say that. I have a lot of milkshakes that I like. Like, I'll, okay. I, you know, I, so I,
1: like, like an, so probably like an ice cream based dessert.
0: Yeah. Of like some sort. Like cookout, so, cookout orange push up. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Oreo milkshakes. I really, really love Chick Fil A's uh, peppermint and chocolate chip. One that comes around in the holiday season. So, big fan of that. I mean, I could do a butterscotch, a strawberry, somewhere around that. I got you. So, I not like the apple pie
2: ice cream, but that's really about. That's about it too. Yeah, I mean, I like milkshakes and stuff. I'm not. I'm not really
0: big into like sweets and stuff like that anymore. You yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't. I feel like as we've gotten older, we've gotten out of that. Because, like,
1: bit. but like if. At the same time, that like I want If I'm gonna go have a dessert, I'm. I like. It's not gonna be. I'm gonna go randomly buy a thing of cupcakes at Walmart. Like I'm gonna go to Kaminsky's and have like a five layer, freaking, mountain cake. wedge of a cake. You know, <laughs> something delicious, and then be like, "All right, I, I got my fix. I'm good for like a month." Yeah, you yeah. know, and that be it.
0: I, f- I feel that. I totally feel that. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just not that kind of guy. Like with the dessert, I'm, just, I'm just not that. Fair like, enough. Fan like, enough. I'd rather eat street tacos at ten o'clock at night than eat a slice of pie. You know what I'm saying? Well, I have Waffle House. Then that's probably the most dessert that I eat is typically a chocolate chip waffle. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the the, the the most consistent dessert item I currently have is a chocolate chip waffle from Waffle House. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Which, which fair enough. A, again, is not good. Not good for you. So, um, all right. I guess we could either talk about the NFL talk or we can jump into a second beer. I said I to? jump into that second beer. All right, I go grab the second half. So
1: the porter is what it is, huh?
0: I think it's a porter or stout. I'll tell you in just a second.
1: Um, do we? Do you know where it's from? I have no idea. I Not haven't a seen clip. this one. Hadn't seen, it, but it's a fan favorite, huh? It's from Noda. 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 Is it a Java or something? No, we already had the Java one, didn't we?
2: Coco Loco Porta. Coco Loco Porta.
0: So I'm going to go ahead and warn. This is probably not going to be one that Alex likes. No, I can see why. So Alex, typically not a huge fan of coconut. The Coco Loco is pounding with coconut. Oh, okay. So food with cocoa nibs and coconut.
1: Yep. So uh, this He's is. Got a nice, like. I don't know if it's a woman or a man. Um, it could be both. Could a be a nice, <laughs> a nice gender neutral ukulele playing.
0: <laughs> it could be both. It could be neither. But <laughs> this, ukulele
1: playing Hawaiian individual. Yeah. So this is uh, or a Pacific Islander.
0: One of, one of our good fans and one of our good friends, Keith, um, which is technically my cousin in law, from Charlotte, where not us from. Uh, we got a lot of people. Callie likes Noda. We got. I, mean, uh, I like Noda. Yeah, Adam likes Noda. Alexa, one of our friends, likes Noda. She's been on the show before. Uh, that was a good pop, though. So a lot of uh, a lot of big time people for. I want to say it's a guy because on the other side's a is a woman. Okay. Okay. So a lot of people <laughs> big fan of Noda. This is actually Keith's favorite beer. Literal favorite beer. Okay. So like his. If he had his choice, this is his. Yeah, Keith would probably put this beer in the nines. All right, so no pressure on us because we're <laughs> professionals, right? What you trying to say about Keith? I mean, listen, Keith drinks a lot of beer. comes out every he, comes out every weekend and, and talks about how much beer he he, he drinks or wants to go to breweries and stuff. So, do you,
1: do you think he is biased though towards this beer? Beer, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we whatever we score, we score it. Keith has a an affection with this beer. Okay. Do you have a beer that you feel that way about? Um
1: no. Okay. I don't think so.
0: Like if I had
1: to.
0: No. 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 Alex, do you have a beer that you feel that way about? Like a craft beer that you're just like, man, I want to go get this all the time. Like No, I really don't. Like there's I mean, there's ones that I like. Like, well, I like,
1: like if I could create my own list, there's certain ones I would put on it.
0: Yeah. But we'll talk, let's w- do this beer, and then we'll talk about that, because I think this is a really good topic for us to get into. How's it smell? Do you smell like coconut? No, it smells... I mean,
1: it smells just like a traditional porter. You're getting hints of... Coconut, but also
0: allergy season. So I'm coconut butter, baby. I'm trying to breathe through one nostril, bro. Pollen <laughs> needs to go away. I told my boss yesterday. I was like, I'm thinking about moving to Canada. Well, bring your feet no back pollen. over here. Y'all playing footsies <laughs> under the table? <laughs> he <Yeah>. sure is. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to break this news. You want to play footsies with Alex too? <laughs> I I got my dog in my way at this point. <laughs> He's trying to figure out who's playing footsies with him.
2: Dude, I feel like an old man because like today I've like declared war on my yard because of these. <laughs> These weeds in the back have like, taken over the whole backyard. Is it like crab grass? No, stuff, it's not. It's it? like it's an actual like normal grass, but it only pops up during the spring and fall during cooler temperatures. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to kill because it's genetically or whatever is so close to centipede grass that we have in our yards. Yeah. That you run the risk of killing all of your grass. And so I finally found this wheat, this grass killer that only kills it supposedly, and like sprayed the whole backyard with it, cut the grass down real low, sprayed the yard. And I'm like, Declaring it a war, it's a war on, and on it, this. Yeah, the, the wife was like, "Did you spray the the few little flowers back there? Like it's like a basil bush and something else and like rosemary, or whatever." She's like, "Is it going to kill those plants?" And I was like, "I don't know." And if they die, they die. I literally sent her the GIF <laughs> from the Rocky movie, like if he dies, he dies, because I was like, "I was like, we can rebuy those plants. I want these damn weeds gone." Fair enough. It's con- annual Kentucky
0: bluegrass, is what it is. Oh, Kentucky <laughs> blue
2: people coming down. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs>
0: Alex is just like casualties of war.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I will I will buy. collateral damage. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: collateral damage. I'm about to be like the um, Tom Cruise character from uh Tropic Thunder where he's like I am talking scorched
0: earth motherfucker.
2: <laughs> like I'm about to be that way if this just stuff doesn't go. Just light it away. all
0: on fire let it burn down. Yeah, y'all are going to smell something burning
2: nothing. one day and I'm like no, no, well, just the backyard.
0: That yeah, does not Alex have I've had enough. That does not have as much coconut as the time that I've had this before. So, like I'm, I'm a little surprised. I've, I'm I've not even had, really
2: getting coconut. Yeah,
0: I've actually had this beer before on tap before, and it didn't have as much coconut as it as it has right now. I feel more like there's some chocolate nibs in there. Like, I feel like yeah, there's a little bit of like... Chocolate. That's more chocolate. I can't tell if it's chocolate or like black coffee. Chocolate. Chocolate. It's yeah. like, like a dark
1: chocolate, like that bitter dark chocolate. Yeah, that's
2: right. That's I can right. see, though, how the chocolate and coconut combination in that beer would be really good. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I mean... I the one time I had it, I was like, "Damn, this kind of tastes like an, a liquid almond joy, without the almond." Okay, because I don't eat the almond in there. So almond like joy. a mound. Well, does a mound have it in? I have no idea. Which I've one? Never... One does and one doesn't. Almond joy has almonds in it, obviously. But I'm typically when I eat my almond joys, I actually literally take the almonds out and then eat the <laughs> coconut chocolate. Bless you. So, it's a it's a good beer. I'm gonna take another sip or two before I give it a score, but. All in all, I'm pretty intrigued by it.
1: Um, it's it's good. I'll, I'll give it for what it is. Not quite up my alley, though. Like, I don't know, because I'm not a huge coconut fan either. Like, I can deal with some of it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. So, for me,
2: it's a good beer. But I'm going to give it a 6.8. I'm going to go, like, just out of respect that I know this is a good beer and people should enjoy it. I'm going to go, like, a 7.5. I... And just the way it tastes without the major coconut in it, but that's just, again, me not being a coconut fan. I'm not too crazy about it.
0: Yeah, like, I've, again... There was just more coconut to it the first time I had it, so like I feel I feel caught between this because the, I I I know that this beer has a different flavor on tap than it has in a can. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight flat. Like it's it's right there. I, it's caught because I, I hate the fact that this is what it tastes like in a can. It's still a good beer in a can. like can wise, I probably say this is again, like with you like a seven five. like it's right there. But having had this on tap before, knowing there's a different flavor profile to it with a little bit more coconut in it cause I'm a big coconut guy, I, 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 I'm gonna stretch it up a little bit and, and put it in an eight. like I like that. I, I think I think that's the fairest way to do it. Me so. tasting it right
2: now, it's very good but like we said, it's, it's missing the coconut, which is apparently a big part of this beer. Yeah. And me I not mean, being a coconut fan, I'm kind of happy I'm missing on it. So
0: <laughs> yeah. It I'm might not have, upset. It might've technically got a higher score just from you... Not, not having, having the coconut, coconut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. Well, all in all, two good beers tonight. Obviously, as if you don't already, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we have we'll always post the day after an episode the two beers with our scores on it on our Instagram so you can see and uh, and if you're not doing it just make sure you're following us because we're excited about it. So I think we only I mean, the only thing I know off the top of my head that we have to talk about left is the NFL but and then break our news now yeah. you just remind me of that. So uh, NFL 17 game season so if you're a fantasy football fan like we are obviously an extra week of fantasy football which is always great. Uh, if you're paying for the NFL, um, direct TV, NFL ticket, NFL ticket, your price is probably going to go up a little bit more this year because you got one more week worth of that. So, uh, I think the big thing that I was, I I don't know if you guys had a chance since it broke pretty late in the day. I don't know if you guys had a chance to kind of read up on it, but no, I um, just saw where a who Dallas is playing and as
1: their week 17 possible opponent. And then B that
0: it went from seventeen week season to an eighteen week season. Yeah, so from basically what I read is they're they are adding they essentially added one more week to the regular season at the end of it. So typically the regular season would end around like you would have the last two weeks would be Christmas and New Year's, and they did that essentially because a lot of times you'll have division leaders that'll sit people in the last week or even possibly the last two weeks depending on how many games they're up. And, you know, you you have family going on, right? Everybody's traveling. Like, you know, you can you maybe can go to a game, but you're definitely going to like watch it from your family, th- you know, Christmas yeah, yeah. party and stuff like that. So um, they added – so the regular season now next year will end on, like, January 9th. So pushes the playoffs and the Super Bowl and everything back a little bit as well. But uh, what they did is you're playing one more – like opposite divisional opponent, so instead of instead of playing any more a like AFC on AFC or NFC on NFC, you're playing the N, one, an NFC South team is playing an AFC South team. Yeah, so so
1: in this case, you know, and it, um, which isn't yeah, because yeah,
0: Patriots and all them are in uh, AFC East, right? Yeah, and y'all are in the y'all are a, they, in the NFC East, I yeah. that is right. Yeah, so um, uh, like the like I know for a fact that the Panthers ended up with like the Jaguars or something. So, um, AFC South to NFC South. So, uh, which I think is, is fair. I like it. It gets a little more across divisional rivalry. I mean, it's not a really stellar thing. Cause I guess you have, and it's not all in the same week either. Like it's just basically like thrown into the schedule and then jumble eyes. But I say, cause that's now five outside of your division
1: opponents in the season. Cause you'll play four of whatever twice. Well, not your division, but whatever in this case, whatever NFC division is gonna play another AFC division. So for like us, we played the AFC North last year. Dallas did. So they played Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. And so now in this year, whichever division it is that we play, say it's the AFC West, and then we're adding in the Patriots. Yeah, so you'll play. So in this, you know, get what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to play an entire
0: division. That's the way, but that's the way. But I think that's how it fell for you guys last year. No, I think that's the way it always works. I think they always did. They did that COVID wise to keep you on one half of the country, one or the other.
1: No, because I think in the past, like I've will when we when I've went back and looked at what AFC opponents we play, they're all from the same division.
0: Okay. That may be right. I don't, I don't I'm, I'm I don't, pretty sure that's I'm I don't pretty, know the exact I know there's I know there is literally an exact structure to the NFL scheduling, but yeah. I don't I don't remember like how it is. Yeah, I think that. I think there's NFC when
1: they play non-NFC teams, it's one of four teams out of a certain AFC division. Okay. I'm pretty sure. At least like I said, I'm pretty when I look back at like like you said last year and the year before that, and kind of that's when I kind of caught my eye about it. I'm pretty sure it was teams within a certain division.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so exciting. I mean, exciting stuff, I think, because one, it gives us more football, which all of us from a fan standpoint want. Uh, it also knocks off one of the preseason games. so You're going from four to three now as far as the preseason goes, which is exciting because none of us care about the preseason. except for people that I don't want think to
2: the, the players don't really care about the preseason no, either. No. no, they don't. They don't
0: need four games
2: to get back into it.
0: No, I mean by the literally the first game, you're not even like playing starters in the NFL. No, basically game two you have, and then game four they play a first half, and we're rocking and rolling. So, yeah. um, also you don't make a whole lot of money off the preseason, so you you, <coughs> you pay you're able to make more money off the regular season. So from a financial standpoint, it made more sense. The big thing for the players, which is why they ended up agreeing to this was that they are restructuring the revenue shares, which is something that we've actually even talked about on this podcast that the NBA has done a great job of. And now the players are now getting more revenue shares. So you're going to see player salary being able to go up. You're going to see the salary cap being able to go up. So um, so that is some exciting things from a from an organizational standpoint that should be exciting for you.
2: I'm always excited to see more football.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know who isn't. I mean, like you said, that's going to be another – Big money week, I would say, but just like you were saying, bringing in more revenue
0: to the NFL, yeah, in general, and I mean, just you know, another week worth of gambling, another week worth of fantasy football. I mean, uh, can, can be the can be the difference, can be the difference in some fantasy football leagues. So it could be, it definitely. definitely can be. But um so I mean, just just an in all-in-all an exciting part for the NFL today. So. I'm kind of surprised the players did. I think the only reason they signed on for that was because they got rid of a preseason game. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the biggest thing for them was they were not going to agree to a 17 game structure without a change in the revenue shares. Like NFL players have been complaining for two years now about how much NBA players get paid compared to them. I mean, that has just been the the biggest freaking. But issue. like you, but like you said, it, it was all based solely off of how the NBA Players Association, the CBA, yeah, yeah. collective bargaining agreement. Which is what they they an amend to and that's why how you know the NFL was like, Hey, you know, you wanna get paid more. Well, we need another game. We wanna see more revenue, we wanna have another regular season game. So That's and I mean that's fair. They if if you told me, Hey, we're gonna
1: knock out a preseason game to be able to add another regular season game so we can kinda like you're saying, create more revenue or have a potential of creating more revenue and that way we can um the word I'm looking for we can share revenues more i don't remember what i'm trying i I don't forgot the word i was looking for okay um but yeah pretty much you know you want to be paid more well this is like you're saying
0: this is how we have to do it yeah i'm a little surprised that they didn't like instead of instead of just leaving it where the 16 you know 16 games in 17 weeks they moved it to 17 games and 18 weeks i was a little surprised one that they didn't add in another bye week and two that they chose to do a regular season game instead of a playoff game. Because I think if you'd have kept the playoff structure the way it was this past year in the NFL, where you had more play in like more play in games, quote unquote, I think that would produce you more revenue than another regular season week would. Especially, you know, the, the, you're just so gonna expanding lose. Expanding it to what? Like expanding the playoffs or yeah, expanding the, keeping the playoff structure the way you had it this year, where it was more teams making it in. A potential like, yeah, because basically two more teams made it in this year for the NFL. So, um, well, one more team per side made it in. Or no. Maybe it was – yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, so, I mean, you, you basically have like only one team gets a home buy, and then the other six play. Maybe they had two more teams make it in per side. I think it was two. I think it was two more teams making it in per side, so that you know that's just a that's because playoff football just flat out matters more. Oh yeah, everybody likes well, play <laughs> playoff anything. You could say yeah.
1: you could just add, oh, it's playoff pool. Somebody gonna be watching playoff yeah. pool. It's a it's a winner
0: take all situation now. It, yeah, like somebody gonna be watching. Yeah, I mean that's should I, I just think that that would have been the smarter route to make more revenue, but I think they like had to have that. They had to have that. Extra regular season week to feel like they're going to make enough revenue to let all of these player salaries go up, or player revenue sure go up. Agreed. Um, I want to circle back on something because we lost track of it a second ago. You were getting into the topic of feeling like you have one go-to beer, like one favorite beer.
1: Oh yeah, and I'd say no. I say I have like a list
0: of beers I like. So is there like? If I if I were to tell you we can go any brewer we can go to any brewery here in Columbia on Saturday and you get to you know you get to pick one beer to drink, do you have one that you that comes to mind initially? Um for each brewery? No, just here in South Carolina, like your number one brewery to go to and the number one beer that you want from that brewery.
1: Um Yes. Well, it's actually two beers. Okay, who is it and what it's, is it? It's Revelry, and they're both at Revelry,
0: but one is God's well, that's favorite. In, that's in South Carolina, not Yeah, Columbia, but go ahead. That's fine. That's oh, right. so
1: you say in South Carolina or in
0: Columbia? Wait, in we'll do both. We'll do both. Okay. Okay. That's fine.
1: South Carolina, Joe, uh, going to Revelry, God's favorite if it's on tap.
0: What is God's favorite? I don't think I've ever had it before.
1: It's uh, I don't remember what style it is, but it's like a 7.8, 8.2, somewhere up there in the
0: alcohol percentage. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's okay. a hitter. And it, it goes down pretty I mean it, I don't know, it, it's pretty good. Okay. I'll
0: look it up in a second. I'll look it up in a second.
1: But all right, so that was your number one. Yeah, that did was you, pro- Did you say you had a second? Uh and then breakfast
0: and brunettes. It's kind of like the coffee yeah. lago from yeah. Still Hands. That's that's been a big favorite. That's been a big favorite. So um all right. In Colombia, if you had to pick a a beer from a brewery in Colombia. Um
1: probably I don't know. The the Kolsch from River At or the um the uh golden foreman from Steel Hands the gold nail from, yeah. from Steel Hands. Okay. Okay. I mean those are I mean I understand those are two light beers, but those are just two really good beers.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I don't really care about what style. I just you know kind of picking your brain what would what would come first to mind. How about you over there? Um uh, I'm just gonna keep it simple. It'd probably be like the coffee at Steel Hands. Yeah. Yeah. Is there one across South Carolina that you like better? Like if we included Charles Schreiber Oh, I, 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 I lied. I lied. The orange cream sickle from swamp cabbage. Oh, that's a that's
1: a clapper too. I forgot about, I completely forgot. Yeah, nah. Take take uh take the Kolsch off and put that
2: on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a clapper too. Um I'm going to go with our beer at Swamp Cabbage. Yeah. The triple B beer.
0: <laughs> you We always got to show some love to that. So, um. And it truly is. I mean, we. it sounds, I don't want to say arrogant, but... Um, it, was, it, was
1: really it was a really good beer. It was a really, really good beer.
0: Yeah, it was a really good beer. You know, I, I drank it over. I drank it over the salted caramel. I drank it over the habanero. I drank it over all the other versions of the porter. And I, and I think they actually had some really, really good success about it and, and liked it as well. I, I would... I would imagine if Doug does that again or even proves an amber, he might go salt to, car- the, salt to caramel with it. Or not salt to caramel, but maple bacon with it as well. So, um, hmm. I say, do you – me personally, like my favorite beer in Colombia is the raspberry lemonade uh, with a beer that comes from Still Hands. Okay. That's definitely my favorite beer. I've had some really good ones. The Mai Tai from Columbia Craft is probably my second. It's a sour. Um, That's probably my second favorite. So, and I just like, I thought about this a second ago because I immediately, like, when I asked the question to you, I immediately knew my wife's answers. My wife's answers is the blue from Columbia Craft, which is the marshmallow blueberry sour. Yeah. Um, That was by far and none her favorite. And then Angry Fish in Lexington. Hadn't been yet. It actually has, they have a deep, deep list. But they had a blue raspberry sour that tasted like they basically just melted Jolly Ranchers in that cup.
1: Also, um what was the one? Um breakfast or cereal for breakfast out of Edmunds Oast. Edmund's
0: Oast, yeah. Cereal for ce- dinner.
1: Cereal for dinner. Yeah, cereal for dinner is another That was I would say that was a very good one. So I yeah. mean
0: there's We've still not ended that debate there. We've probably sampled 25 I've, people and we've gotten so many. We've gotten cornflakes. We've gotten frosted flakes. We've gotten. I say every time I <laughs> drink it, I feel like I got a different. I said like, cookie crisp. I mean, it's been it's been all kinds of different cereals for this. But
1: yeah, so if I like I said, if I if I could create my own list of what I have of just out of the Columbia area, I'm going to take the orange cream sickle from Swamp Cabbage. The golden from Still Hands, uh, and then give me the Breakfast Brunettes from Rev- Revelry, plus the God's Favorite, and that I mean those would be like my yeah. top four. That Rev, Rev's got a
0: lot, a lot of good ones, a lot, a lot, of, lot of solid. Beers. Westbrook, I mean you, uh, I know Alex and I'm I like this. This list could get very extensive
1: because
0: there's a lot of good, lot of good beers out of a lot of highly. The, the tough conversation that we could have about this is: you could basically pick only one brewery to ever have beer from again. Which or, one would it be? Yeah, which one would it be? would. Well, we,
1: yeah. They, I think. I mean, mean, I think they do a good, <laughs> a good style of everything. But man, the know. only thing that I, I can't picture them. or the only thing I, I don't remember them having, or either I hadn't gotten, was like a really good sour.
0: Yeah, I don't. Th- Rev doesn't really do sours. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I don't remember them having a a sour on tap. They're more of an ales, just a wide standpoint of ales. Yeah. So, uh, Westbrook would be another great one. I've, I've I've tell you, I've really had a lot of good Westbrook beers. Yeah. I I actually controversially, you and I can have this argument. <laughs> I actually think Westbrook is a better brewery than Revelry. Now, Revelry's gotten all the attention. They've fin- you know, they one year they finished top ten in the country. I mean you know what revelry is probably like Charleston's number one brewery. If you talk about people that just go all the time, that like shoot probably even Palmetto. Yeah. Pal, palmetto sucks. Um, we're <laughs> we we're just going to, we're we just going to continually it. roast Palmetto for the rest of our time, but
2: uh, they don't do good for what we've
0: got. Yeah. I'd love, I would love a chance to do a show from Palmetto and let them redeem themselves, but uh, somebody at somebody, but I mean, Muckle's a good one. Ghost Monkey has that cotton candy sour. It's kind of unique. It's one of a kind. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good South Carolina breweries that we. Say, that we and then I hadn't
1: really been to anything in Greenville. Oh, first Fly as,
0: South Brewery eighty five. Yeah, I say I say um, I hadn't
1: been to any of those up
0: there. Go go up to Travelers Rest Swamp Rabbit Brewery in Travelers Rest, little little town nobody knows about. One of the best breweries in South Carolina. So so all right well um all right well let's go ahead and break our news and then I think we can put a bow on it. So, okay, so we've been working towards uh, moving
2: to a different platform because uh, Podbean, the one we're on now, has had, we've had our difficulties with.
0: Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a good way to say it.
2: User engagement is not where we want it to be, and we feel like it's the way you have to interact with Podbean. Yeah. So we have gotten some uh, camera gear, and we are officially moving to YouTube Live. Or YouTube. Just in YouTube general. in general. In general. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um it's exciting for us though. I mean, obviously you get to see our faces a little bit more. But
1: uh Yeah, I guess I I guess Quiz can't wear his high school
0: I can't wear my high school football shirts anymore with a bunch of holes
1: in it. Which, I can't uh, show up from a – well I guess I can still show up from a tennis match. Yeah, I'll, we'll I'll just, give you, yeah you can. I'll we'll give you calm. a post uh I'll give you a post post game interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you well, you could just do your hair, and we'll do a little makeup on you or something. I'll there let Cindy yeah, put some makeup work. on you. But it's uh, exciting for us. I mean, you get to see our beers. That's that, I think that's probably the most exciting part. We get to break these into ten minute segments, fifteen minute segments, so that you might, you may get to see Captain. Depending. You will get to see Captain, I'm sure, at some point because Captain always likes to put his nose in something, don't you, buddy? Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're excited about it we're excited for you guys because i know this makes things a little bit easier for uh for y'all and uh i think it's gonna be good for us yeah it's gonna
2: be fun getting actually videos out there and hopefully get more people to be able to tune in that way i know that some people have expressed how difficult it is to tune into the shows and stuff but yeah we're gonna stay on this for a little bit until we can figure out the actual live live stuff but we're making we're making headway. Yeah.
1: So, until we're, then... We're
2: moving forward like the ship that blocked the Suez Canal. It's finally moving forward again. Yeah, there we go.
0: I saw something yes. today where somebody was saying there was two of them now. I was like, wow, this is just getting worse and worse. I saw a thing where somebody <laughs> was like,
2: uh, how to how to finish... Uh, no, how to fight hurricane season.
0: <laughs> block, and, and block the yeah. Gulf off in Florida with a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the evergreen ship. Yep. Have you seen the one from... uh from Yeah, we'll talk about it yeah. off here. So. I got a video shoot, guys. It's kind of
2: funny. But anyways, we're going to wrap this one up it's been a fun episode um thanks for tuning in we enjoyed it